WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. The networks aren't going to show the national anthem being played before NFL games. Mostly, they never did before. Fox might on special occasions, like holidays and so forth, but ESPN and CBS will not. NBC has not yet determined its policy. And, of course, both sides are mad, which shows again how badly the NFL has mangled all this. The president, Donald Trump, says we need to be proud and show the anthem. Being a cheap hack opportunist and all, what he really wants is black athletes to villainize and to demonize. On the other side, it's said that the platform for the players to protest is being taken away. Well, duh. That one is anyway. But are you protesting just to get on TV? Because whether you're on TV or not, your message doesn't change. The networks are in partnership with the National Football League. The networks are helping the NFL minimize a bad situation. It is a multi-billion dollar partnership, and what we see on NFL Sundays, it's not meet the press, it's not 60 minutes, it's not the nightly news, it's a football broadcast, it's a game. I just can't fault the networks for their decision, especially when this is not a change in policy. It's not always about the moral compass. And it's not always about feeding the echo chamber. This is what's best for business. Sick Again brought to you by 84 Lumber. Helping you build the right way since 1956. As I've said uh, from the get-go, I respect the protesters. I understand what they're protesting. I don't think anybody else should assign meaning to their protest, which makes them look bad. It's about social injustice, not disrespecting the flag, not disrespecting the song, not disrespecting the military, not disrespecting the police. And no matter what all the rednecks out there think, that simply is not true. None of that. It's not what the protests are about. Uh, But... It ain't going to solve nothing. You know how I know it hasn't already. These protests have gotten media saturation to the point where football seems a little bit broken and nothing's really changed. And it won't. Might not ever. Time to just play football. And if the networks can at least make it look like that's what's going on, so much the better. I want your calls about this. I guess I do. I don't care, really. 412-333-9939, the number to call. I, I often get told, don't talk politics. Stick to sports. To which I can only say, In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the f- I please. Yeah! 
the players put politics into sports. The president put politics into sports. So I'm going to talk about it. And I've never been more serious when I say, if you don't like it, F off and don't listen. It's my show. It's been a success because it's my show. I don't divine the will of the people. I hate the people. Whatever the people are thinking, it's usually wrong. I'm smarter than all of you. Why would I listen to any of you? 412-333-9939 is the number to call. As mentioned, this is the 20th anniversary of the premiere of that 70s show. We'll talk about that a little bit next segment. Uh, oh, oh! it was announced today, by the way, that the Big Bang Theory will end after 12 seasons. Uh, Jim Parsons was going to leave uh, no matter what. He plays Sheldon, and there's no show without Sheldon. So they decided to knock it on the head uh, after 12 seasons. The Big Bang Theory, I don't think it's as good as that 70s show or All in the Family or Seinfeld, but I do think it's very good. It examines nerd culture, which had heretofore been unexplored, and you drop the super hot girl right in the middle, and one of the nerds gets the romancer, and he's the guy she's really always been looking for, which is such a nonsensical fantasy that never gets played out in real life, but fantasy sells, and boy, them nerds, they've been watching the Big Bang Theory as the ratings confirm. 412-333-9939. Let's go to Cody in the car. Cody, you're on with Mark. What up, man? What up? Hey, perfect take on the anthem, by the way. Nothing to add to that. Thank you. I had a a question about uh, your thoughts on Urban Meyer, Ohio State, with the NCAA trying to be the moral police. Do you and think they've done such a part, great job so far. Exactly. Do you think because the punishment was so weak, three games that are all cup I don't think it was weak at all, but go ahead. Three games that are non-Big Ten. Oh, I heard you, but, I mean, what would you have done? Right, and the fact that his um, press conference the second time was as weak, if not weaker, than the first. Okay, weak by whose definition? Yours? Who cares what you think? Well, he didn't apologize to the woman. uh, He didn't hit her. He didn't hit her, and he was asked the question, what do you think about Courtney Smith? And he didn't address her by name. He said, I feel terrible for everyone involved in this unfortunate incident. Is that right? That's what he said. Why why isn't that good enough? Why isn't that good enough? He was he was giving it to him on a breakfast table, and he. Why isn't what he said good enough? Answer my question. Because to everybody involved, there's only two people involved, and one of them got hit in the face. Okay, but not by Urban Meyer. Nope. Don't get me so wrong. I, think, I, I feel I bad about disagree. what happened to Courtney Smith, but I wouldn't have fired Urban Meyer over it. My question to you: Do you think the NCAA is going to step in and say that's not strong enough and just no. take them out? No. You don't think? No. Why do you say it's not strong enough? I think it's 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 the guy we have on at four thirty, Rob Oler from the Columbus Paper. Mm-hmm. You know what word he uses to describe it? What's that? Fair. Uh, it's absolutely I, fair. 
for the wrong reasons. I think the NCAA, like the NFL, thinks that they are the moral police. I've seen no evidence of that whatsoever. Uh, they don't want to. They don't want to put the NCAA football game out because they don't want to pay the players. And well, that that, that that just actually is diametrically opposed to what you just said. But thank you for the call. They want to do the right thing, the NCAA, except pay the players for work put in and likeness rights. We're keeping all of it because we're so moral. You know what maybe they should do? And I'm saying this partially tongue-in-cheek, except as I say it, my tongue is slipping a bit out of the cheek every second. Maybe all sports should just say, okay, let's let the courts decide. If you're arrested, you're suspended pending your trial. If you're incarcerated, well, you won't be available to play or coach. Other than that, you're eligible. Let's go to Steve in Brighton Township. Steve, real quick, you're on with Double M. Hi, Mark. Um, uh, yeah, your um, uh, uh, Sick Again segment was, was on spot. And, I mean, I'm going to tie this into the Urban Meyer suspension. I mean, it's what's best for business. You know, you suspend him for a few games. Yeah, they have some cupcakes early on, and then he comes back. It'll blow over, and, uh, you know, OSU probably by November will, uh, you know, maybe in the national uh, ch- uh, college playoffs. Well, here's the, here's the thing. It's already blown over in Columbus. Pretty much. Okay, and isn't that what counts most for Ohio State? Basically. Columbus and the alumni and the campus and the kids and the players and all that? Like, I, yeah, lo- I, I, I love Bob Lee from ESPN, who I thought went on sabbatical, but I saw him yeah. – Post something on Twitter saying how how feckless and and you know terrible what Ohio State decided was. If I'm Ohio State, I'm like thumbing my nose at Bob Lee. Nah, 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 nah. Who cares what he thinks if I'm Ohio State? Yeah, because everybody gets to in the media start to you know uh, project themselves and their opinions and such. And I mean, you know, yeah, it's blown but, over. But Ohio State doesn't care. Yeah, like Penn State, that's all blown over now. And now they're in there. No, it hasn't. Not really. Well. Well, my point is, is that there's no comparing those two situations. True, true, true. But true. But the two programs, they're still going to make a lot of money. Like, and obviously OSU, much you know, it's totally different. But point being is that they're still going to play the games. There's going to they're going to pack the stadiums, and it's best for business. So Ohio State ignored the echo chamber, and it's about time somebody ignores the echo chamber. Up next, that 70s show, a little mini tribute, and we'll continue with Tony and Jim, who are on hold, 105.9 X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. I would want total and absolute autonomy. Hey, Mark, great show. Are you part psychic? Well, I'm actually more neurotic than psychic. The X at This guy who invented a car, and it runs on water, man. It's got a fiberglass air-cooled engine, and it runs on water. But the government doesn't want us to know about it because it runs on water, man. It runs on water. The media should check into that instead of Urban Meyer. 
That, of course, the theme song from uh, that 70s show. You know, Danny Masterson actually did some of that bit, the car that runs on water, uh, when he was a guest on the show. That was great. I, I was at 1250. Yeah, I could never get the tape of that. I wish I had that. Uh, that 70s show with its first episode 20 years ago today. I'll be watching four episodes tonight on the Laugh Channel, like I always do. I've got a video up on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. Uh, I got the history of that bit, the car that runs on water, which started on the very first episode, was reprised several times during the series, and was done on the very last episode, the last circle the kids ever did. I've also got uh, one of Kelso's stupidest moments, because Kelso is the very best idiot in t- TV history. Who else would qualify as the best idiot in TV history? Uh, any any thoughts on that? Tweet me, at Mark Madden X. I also have uh, a history of Red Foreman threatening to stick his foot in your ass. And I've also got the moment that Wilder Valderrama, Fetz, that he thinks is the funniest moment in the history of that 70s show. It's when Fez and Kelso think for a second that Eric has had sex with Donna's mom, Mitch, played by Tanya Roberts. So check that out. It's on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. With the uh, Urban Meyer situation, uh, nobody's minimizing domestic abuse. No one's saying it was handled properly. But would that make you fire? What happened? Would that make you fire maybe the best coach in college football? By the way, if Penn State had handled their situation the way Ohio State did this one, they could have kept Paterno at least till year's end. If they would have stonewalled like Ohio State did, they could have kept Paterno and let him retire. Oh, it would have been an excrement show. This won't be, not really. It'll blow over quick, especially at Ohio State in Columbus. But Ohio State said, look, this investigation is going to take two weeks. We're doing it in-house. Then we decide. They kept it tight. They kept it in-house. They kept it in control. Hey, did you hear about this car? It runs on water, man. A fiberglass air-cooled engine, and it runs on water. Let's go to Drake. In John's time, the Drake, you're on 105.9. What's up, Double M? What up? Hey, I was just, I'm not sure if you touched our, touched on it in our three, or the first hour, but I was wondering what you think of the Vince Williams trade. I mean, acquisition, sorry. Not, I, it wasn't I a trade or an acquisition. Would you like to try a new I mean, contract? Signing. signing, sorry. Well, um, I, don't, I don't think it was the best, and I don't think it needs to happen now, especially. It's a little too much. It's a little too long. I think he's rotten. But it's not outrageous either. Mouth, right? Hey, put it this way. If they think he's good, it's not a bad deal. I just don't think he's good. For me, the debate is more about the quality of the player as opposed to the contract. Okay, I see. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, I'm, I'm getting some, some, some other all-time TV idiots on, on, on uh, Twitter, and I don't see any of them measuring up to Kelso. Uh, Kelly Bundy, no. Vinny Barbarino, no. Woody from Cheers is close. Woody from Cheers, not bad.
My favorite Woody moment was when Frazier and Diane went to Europe. And, of course, Diane left Frazier halfway through the trip. But Frazier came back and showed slides of the trip anyway. And uh, they were in Italy. And Frazier puts a slide up and goes, ah, lovely Florence. And Woody goes, wow, she looks just like Miss Chambers. Referring, of course, to Florence, Italy. Herb Tarlick, no. Barney Fife, no. Hank Kingsley, no. Blotka, Reverend Jim, no. Woody's the only one that comes close, I think. Somebody said Gilligan. You get your Gilligan. Or as um, or as Fez called him, Gilligan. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go to uh, Jim in Greensburg. Jim. You're on with hey, Double Mark. How are you? Good. I wanted to weigh in on the national anthem debate. I wanted to say that I don't agree with it, but I accept it because one of the founding principles of this country is freedom of speech. But in this climate of political correctness, where if somebody's offended, that it's immediately nixed, what do you think? I don't care if they even play the anthem. Well, I'm a patriot and a Steeler season ticket holder, and I love the country, but I can tell you that 99.9% of the demographic that attends Steeler games, or any NFL game for that matter, is offended by it. And Offended by what? Athletes. not Bro, bro, 99.9%, you couldn't possibly be more wrong. Well, I, I'd okay. say I'd say I'd say it's more like thirty percent are offended, and most of the rest don't care. Well, I don't know. Do you attend every Steeler game? I do. No, they play too many songs before the games. <laughs> I attend. Well, I attend every Penguin game. <laughs> I stand well, for the anthem, bro. It's, it's, it's bro. It's only a song. It's only a song. You don't think there's more. Tangible manifestations of caring about your country than a song? It's not only a song. It represents and it stirs patriotism. No, to you it represents. No, you don't speak for everybody, Junior. To me, it's just a song. That's to you. And you're you're bringing up the Penguin game. Okay, bro, but you just said 99.9% of people feel the way you do. Narcissist much? Well, I'm in the front lines. If you're, you're not in the front lines. Kiss my ass, like you're in, like you're in Vietnam, like you're marching on Hanoi, right? Give me a break on the front lines. Don't talk God military, bless America, ever, Stephen don't, Hawking. Don't talk, don't talk military, bro. Were you ever in the military? No, you weren't. Neither was I. Just a song. Tell you what song I'd stand for. You need cooling. You dare not take a knee during a whole lot of love. Dude, I you know what? I pay my taxes. Okay? That's as patriotic as I need to be. Okay, if I pay my taxes and I perform that in service of my country, because that is in service of my country. It's required. But I do it. Some people don't, you know. 
And then I am entitled to everything the country provides everybody else. Less even, because I'm not a welfare case. I've been on unemployment for a total of like four months since I was 18 years old. How many people can say that, that they've had a full-time job? And even those four months was because that was on strike. Was it four months or five? And when I got when I got fired from 1250, I got paid anyway because my contract was ironclad. All right, up next, Rob Oler from the Columbus Dispatch talking to Urban Meyer. 105.9. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Bubba Lamb, huge fan, buddy. Your voice is like sweet nectar to my ears. Still of the night, still of the night, still of the night. VX at 105.9. The Urban Meyer situation is burning up the internet, burning up the echo chamber. Joining me now to discuss, he covers sports and the Buckeyes for the Columbus Dispatch. My pleasure to welcome aboard Rob Aller. Uh, Rob, Urban Meyer is still the Ohio State football coach, but he has been suspended for three games. What's the reaction to that around Columbus and around the football program? Well, I did a quick survey, Mark, uh, on Twitter, and I was actually surprised that uh, Buckeye Nation, as they call it, was about you know 40% thought that uh, the school got it right. Three-game suspension, unpaid, uh, I think it was a little surprising. I mean, before they made the uh, the final uh, verdict, I thought it'd be a game or two. I never thought he was going to get fired. There's too much money on the line. There's, there's just too much politics in play. And you know, his story. Once he uh, originally said he passed, you know, the buck up to Gene Smith, the athletic director, and beyond. I thought that would that would keep him safe. But the reaction is, of course. Buckeye Nation is like he can do no wrong. A lot of people, they thought it was a trumped-up charge, PC, uh, you know, with the Me Too movement and the whole thing. So you've got that that side of things. And then uh, I would say outside of that, nationally, they're coming down pretty hard on Ohio State. This Urban's a liar and this, this is a cover-up. So it's just the typical national uh, uh, come down, comes down strong and, and the locals defend. It's it's the same everywhere. Yeah, the echo chambers, I call it. But I think it's most important to keep uh, your area, your alumni, your school, your fans happy. I think they've done that. And speaking of someone with no connection to Ohio State, Rob, I would not have fired Meyer. I don't think his mistakes justify getting rid of him, but nationally, I seem to be in a minority. Oh, I think, no, 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 no. I think, no, I think uh, you're right. I mean, you know, there's more to the story. There's always two sides, right? I mean, there's stuff that probably can't be reported or has barely been reported about the relationship between the fired coach, Zach Smith, and his now ex-wife, Courtney Smith. Uh, let's just say there was a lot of dysfunction there on both sides. We'll leave it at that. And uh, you know, who do you believe? Uh, it depends on who you want to believe, right, in these situations. Where do you where do you lie politically? Where do you lie uh, culturally with your beliefs and your thinking? So uh, that's where it is. I think it has been shown that Urban's got some issues. Uh, he's got some memory issues. Now, that's again, that's either a convenient excuse, how he gets out of things, or it's a, it's a serious issue where he's got some, you know, I wouldn't say mental issues, but just memory problems and, what do you do with that? 
moving forward? Can he be trusted to make the right decisions? So it's it's kind of all over the place. He's made mistakes, and I think you know there are some potentially fireable offenses, like uh, with his cell phone. You know, his immediate response uh, upon you know the whole cell phone thing was to delete messages. So you know, you could, that kind of seems cover up. But you know, is that fireable offense? I will say this: he got three games. And I think that he probably was more deserving to be fired than he was deserving to get nothing. So that would be my take on it. But I, I thought three, uh, three games was pretty much right in the uh, sweet spot, as they say. Well, well funny you mention that because I read your column, which was very good, and I like the way it ended. You said the decision seems fair. That, that's a good word to use, fair. And i got to be honest, Rob, in this situation and others like it, that's a word nobody seems to pay attention to. Everybody just wants a scalp. They want a scalp, absolutely. It just goes to, again, politics. Here's what some people write and say. They write and say what they think you're supposed to write and say, correct? I mean, there's not really a independent thinking out there a lot of times. Now, that's not to say the national guys are off their rocker or they're out with an axe to grind. Although, let's face it, Urban Meyer's not one of the favorite coaches. He's not not a Dabo Swinney. He had issues in Florida. I think he uh, he pissed off, if I can say that, the media down in Florida. Uh, people don't forget. And he has done some stuff, let's face it, that's you know, a little shaky, Bill. I mean, he had Aaron Hernandez. Now, is that on him? I don't know, but it gets linked to him. So he says he's a different guy than he was at Florida. A leopard doesn't totally change its spots, but I think he's changed substantially since he was down there, older, wiser, whatever you want to call it, uh, a different guy, but he's still a football coach. I always come back to this, uh, that more than anything, these guys are football coaches. They want to win. It happened with Jim Trestle. It happens all over the place. They, they're football coaches. That's their DNA. That's how they think is protect the program win-win, but I think they can still be decent human beings. We're talking to Rob Aller, columnist for the Columbus Dispatch here on 105.9 The X. Uh, Ohio State really kept control of the situation, didn't it? Uh, kept things in-house, put a timetable on it. I was impressed by the way they handled it. Yeah, yes and no. I think they got a little... I thought that the, you know, it was a PR move for them, which was smart. Uh, they're taking some heat for it. I mean, this thing went on and on and on. And, you know, we hear that there were different factions to a point. The president wanted one thing. Urban and his supporters wanted something else on the board of trustees. It was supposed to go pretty smoothly. It might have gotten a little contentious uh, yesterday during the 10-hour meetings. But uh, I just think that uh, then late at night, 8.50, you know, they have this press conference. Bad for reporters, by the way. You being one, you could probably sympathize. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, didn't, they didn't release the... Uh, the details of the document till you know almost midnight, so we couldn't see the details. We weren't able to ask the questions, the important questions, and so they kind of get got away with it that way. I'm not so sure that was manip- manipulative or just somewhat incompetence <laughs> on the part of Ohio State. They kind of messed up the trestle thing too uh, back in the day, so they they don't have this press conference thing really down. That said, we got the information. 
it'll now trickle out and people will comment on it. And I think it's going to be around for a while. I was surprised. I thought that this thing would go away, but because some of these details are salacious, uh, I think it'll stick around for a while. Yeah, I think it will for a bit, but but I think now people will also be resigned, Rob, to to Meyer staying on as Ohio State coach, and uh, and I think that will make it blow over quicker. Now, I hate to quote Jay Paterno, but he did yeah. say at the start of all this that Ohio State shouldn't give in to the mob mentality. Uh, did Ohio State have to do that, kind of ignore the echo chamber? Was that a pointed thing on their part? Well, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they had to be a little careful with the national image, only because this this wasn't an isolated incident. You've got this other thing going on with the the Dr. Strauss with the wrestling program, and that's messy. You've got some other issues going on. You even have Chris Spielman suing the university for you know image and licensing and that type of thing. So this was not a one-off. This was kind of caught up in everything else, but they know their constituency. They know Buckeye Nation. They know who gives the money. It's more local and regional than probably national. I mean, people give nationally, but the people that give the big money are in the area. They're Ohio State people. Uh, where it gets interesting is some of the big donors uh, do have sort of a soft spot for the whole domestic abuse thing. So I think that got a little tricky in the meeting, who was on whose side and, and where it goes. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you kind of have to tune out the, the, you know, the din of the national uh, hecklers or whatever you want to call them, and, and do what you think your people think is right because they're the ones you got to live with. How will this affect Ohio State? Uh, you know, preparing for the season and their start of the season in, in the three games where Meyer can't coach. Now, obviously, he can coach practice in weeks two and three, which is I think where a coach makes his biggest contribution anyway. And uh, those first three games aren't exactly real demanding either, are they? Hey. No, uh, ego aside, on my part, I could walk out there and I think I could coach him the wins in the first two games. Well, then, Rob, you should. I, I, I would like to see that. That would be that'd be a story. Uh, yeah, it'd be a great column. If I can get <laughs> that gig, I'll do it. Uh, I think TCU, the third game in Dallas, could be a bit of a challenge. Uh, so, but he can he can be a practice in the game. My question is, is this going to be like the baseball manager in the runway? You know behind the uh, dugout to really kind of call the shots. I don't know how it works in football. We're in uncharted territory here. But uh, uh, I think they'll be fine. There's, You know, the other side of it is they could they could circle the wagons, rally the troops, us against the world, Urban's back, and, you know, go on a run here. I thought they were going to be really good anyhow. We'll see how this affects uh, the, the finished product. Well, you came up with my next question. Uh, in a way, this could be a rallying point, couldn't it? Absolutely. You know, they, these guys are masters at spin. You know, they, they say they don't use motivational tactics. You know, as we know, coaches lie. Or let's, <laughs> let's say they, they, they misspeak. <laughs> they would put it that way. And so the locker room, locker room stuff, the, the bulletin board stuff, that gets used. Maybe it's not the head coach. they got so many assistants, though, I can't keep track of it. they probably got a guy that's just a motivational dude. And, you know, he, he he gets the players fired up. But absolutely, they can turn this into a positive. Rob, you've been very informative. Thank you so much for taking the time and uh, have fun covering all this. Sounds like a lot, sounds like a, a lot of fun. All right, any, any time. Thanks for having me on, man. That's Rob Aller. Check out his work at the Columbus Dispatch. I want to debate more about Urban Meyer 
Everybody agrees with me because I'm so smart. Does anybody out there think Urban Meyer should have been fired? And if so, why so? And here's what usually happens when you say that, you know, somebody like Meyer should be fired. Ah, gee, just fire him. You know, somebody got beat up. Just fire him. Poor girl. Just fire him. That shouldn't be how it works. I also want to talk about the networks not playing the anthem and Trump poking his big fat face into it again. You know where Trump lost me? Like, I've always been down the middle, and I still refuse to say that the other person would have been a better president. I think she would have been equally bad, just a different kind of bad. The worst choice we've ever had in the history of American politics. But Trump keeps calling the media the enemy. The media is not the enemy, and I'm in the media. So now, in a way, he's coming after me. And he's trying to ruin football, which is part of my life, too. So F him. F him. And do I think football is more important than, than, than Trump's vision of the country? When I look at my job, I think football is more important than just about anybody's vision of the country. And might I add, hockey's more important, so is soccer. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. This is Bob Hope. Uh, this is. How you doing? Oh, boy, hey, uh, you know what? Why? Call back when you're coherent. The X at 105.9. Joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to you by 84 Lumber. Bob, would you have fired Urban Meyer if you were in charge of decision-making at Ohio State? No, I don't think once I read most of the report, or not most of it, once I read the details of the report, I don't think I would have fired him. Um, I probably would have suspended him for, I'm okay with three games. I probably would have gone a little heavier, though, just because of the embarrassment to the university and because, like you talked about with Rob Aller there, after a while, Mark, it's going to blow over. I mean, he wasn't the one who hit the lady. He wasn't the one who did any physical damage to somebody. He made some bad decisions. Uh, Some of them included, you know, covering stuff up or trying to cover up some of the, uh, you know, stuff that would have made him seem guilty of those bad decisions. Well, getting rid of all the texts from over a year ago, that was a little transparent. Exactly. But too bad. You know, he's not making sure that they can do their job properly to get rid of him. He wants to stay on his coach. Like that that's one thing that's weird about our current way of thinking. We want people to incriminate themselves by way of doing the right thing. We want Ohio State to weaken its football program by way of doing the right thing. And that's not how we're wired, Bob. That's not how I'm wired. I want what's best for business. No, absolutely. That's fair to say and I think that most people listening right now, most people out there um, if given the same circumstances there and they knew that they had some damning texts or tweets or something, they would try and get rid of them. But again, that comes back to the decisions as head coach there with all the money he makes, you know, the power comes responsibility. So he's got this responsibility to make the right decision in so many of these in so many of these situations. Well, the right decision for the program and for him. And for him. Remember, we're talking about him for him also. Of course. And, and, you know, he decided to try and get rid of him. You know, he's got to live with that decision instead of just turning it over and fighting his battle that way. I, I don't think he would have gotten fired if he had tweets that said that he knew about it. He's already admitted to that. He admitted, you know, in front of the investigation that, yeah. Oh, it should have been handled better, should have been handled different, but it wasn't. But by the same token, the sins committed weren't egregious. You know, it's it's one girl getting hit, and that's regrettable and terrible and yada yada, but it's not like Sandusky at Penn State. No. It, it, although, although, Bob, the first thing I thought of when I saw how Ohio State handled it, if Penn State would have handled it the same way, 
they could have kept Paterno through the end of the year. Well, I think you're right, and I think what's happening now, Mark, is you get more and more of these incidents, you get people learning from each other's mistake. I mean, you get... Well, Ohio get, State just steamrolled the process. Oh, absolutely. They said, okay, two-week window, full investigation handled only by us, then we make the decision. No outside investigation, no outside influence. Right, and the thing, it was funny to hear Rob say that. I know as a reporter, of course he wanted that information earlier, and I think a lot of Ohio State people wanted that information earlier. But I think it was a smart move by Ohio State, uh, you know, to keep it in-house, to take their time doing it, to fully investigate everything. And now they are being transparent. I mean, there's some salacious details coming out. You know, obviously they got rid of the right person. Smith well, is no I mean, longer I mean, a coach. What, what, what's salacious? I mean, the fact that he was banging the football secretary? Well, no, all the other stuff. You know, taking the picture in the White House, you know, with the, the White House logo. I just don't see it as a big deal. Well, it's stupid. It is stupid. Yeah, it's stupid and it's embarrassing too. Bob, if we fired everybody who was stupid here at iHeartMedia, well, it'd be an empty building. If you fired everyone that did stupid things, you know, at their job, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair right now. I mean, I've been here long enough that they're looking. They're, I'm looking back. It's just back amazing that people, you know, from their ivory tower, want to pass judgment and fire somebody, ruin somebody, and we have a culture of stooges and tattletales, and and it does not reflect well upon us. Well, again, back to your interview with Rob Waller from the Columbus Dispatch. He said one thing that I agreed with. He said that, you know, people in the media or people in his positions, they say and they write what they think people want them to say and write, even though they're not fully on board with some of it. And I think that you've got enough people out there that if they really wrote or said how they would handle it, you'd have much different stories, much different reaction. That's Bob McLaughlin, brought you by 84 Lumber. I'm going to rip the Pirates to shreds because they stink now. That'll happen in 30 seconds, 105.9.